Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. The magisterial reformer John Calvin was born about 90 miles north of Paris in the village of Noyon, France, in 1509. It was just eight years before Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the college chapel door in Wittenberg, an event at which inadvertently launched the Reformation. After receiving a classical education at a local Brethren of the Common Life school, Calvin studied theology at the College de la Marche and the College de Montague branches of the University of Paris, but encouraged by his father to study law as well, he also attended universities at Orléans and Bourges. As a student, he embraced the humanistic movement of Desiderius Erasmus. By 1532, following the publication of his doctoral dissertation, a commentary on Seneca's De Clemencia, he was widely regarded as a rising star among a new generation of able humanist scholars. He became a researcher and a writer for Nicholas Kopp, who was the rector of the University of Paris and the canon of Notre Dame Cathedral. But having embraced Luther's ideas, both men were forced to flee the city. Calvin was lowered from a window on bed sheets tied together. He then escaped Paris dressed as a farmer with a hoe on his shoulder. And for nearly three years, he wandered as a fugitive evangelist under assumed names. Forced to move frequently to avoid the authorities, he nevertheless continued to study diligently, formulating from the Bible and Christian tradition the primary tenets of his theology. Although he seldom spoke of it, it was amidst the tumultuous circumstances of that time that Calvin underwent a dramatic spiritual conversion. In 1536, he was passing through Geneva on his way to Strasbourg, but there he met William Farrell and Pierre Viret, the men who had, over the previous 18 months, brought the Reformation to that city. They saw in Calvin the gifts and callings necessary to take the fledgling gospel ministry in Geneva to the next stage of mature development, and so they exhorted him to assist them in the vital work of renewal. But at first, Calvin resisted their pleas. The city was not ready, he argued, for authentic and consistent reform. It seemed to him that sin ran rampant through its streets day and night. But Pharaoh would not take no for an answer. He fulminated with warnings and admonitions. Viret, in a much milder fashion, attempted to make a winsome appeal. And in the end, Calvin reluctantly relented. 
Thus began an odd partnership between the fiery Ferrell, the gentle Viret, and the scholarly Calvin. Alas, it quickly became apparent that Calvin was right all along about the condition of the city. Within two years, the reformers were expelled. When given the news, Calvin calmly replied, If we had sought to please men, we should have been badly rewarded. But we serve a higher master who will not withhold from us our reward. At that point, Calvin gladly completed his interrupted journey to Strasbourg, where Martin Bootser was doing pioneering reformational work. Bootser installed Calvin as the pastor of the French-speaking church, and together they labored in that community's dramatic renewal. And it was there in Strasbourg that he met and married Idolette de Boer, a widow. At Strasbourg, Calvin also published his Commentary on Romans, the first of his many commentaries on books of the Bible. But eventually, the citizens of Geneva had a change of heart, and Calvin was invited to return to the city. Of course, at first, Calvin was again resistant to the idea, knowing that years of fierce opposition lay before him if he accepted. But he was once again compelled by conscience and by Viret's gracious appeals. Calvin very quickly established Geneva as the epicenter of the burgeoning Reformation with his profound theological insight and his rich devotional piety. He expounded a winsome and practical perspective of the Reformation doctrines of grace. His weekly preaching was comprehensively biblical and practically pastoral. His careful and systematic codification of the biblical foundations for reform proved to be a magnet for the best and the brightest throughout all of Christendom. Soon the city became an island of intellectual integrity and economic prosperity. In addition, though, the city became renowned for its charitable compassion. It was a kind of safe haven for all of Europe's poor and persecuted, dispossessed and distressed. There, they found that Calvin not only instructed the people in such things as the providence of God, but he had also taught them the importance of mercy in balancing the Christian life. In 1555, he reorganized the diaconate of the city for the task of caring for the flood of poor refugees pouring into the city from the persecution in provinces all over Western Europe. Never since, Geneva has been known as a haven for peace and reconciliation, a reputation that it maintains to this day. One of the most remarkable features of the Genevan Reformation was the veritable explosion of creativity that it provoked. Painting, sculpture, music, literature, technology, architecture, oratory, and engineering, the likes of which had not been seen since the halcyon days of high medievalism, filled the city. Beauty, goodness, and truth became the natural handmaids of reformed thought. Of course, the single greatest and longest enduring legacy of Calvin was his lifelong labor in producing 
the Institutes of Christian Religion. It was a massive systematic theology, and the work would set the pace for generations of scholars after him and provide the lodestone for reform movements all over the world. The first edition was a very abbreviated six chapters and was published just before Calvin first visited Geneva in 1536. The work would be edited, amended, and expanded throughout the whole course of his life and ministry, culminating in a 60-chapter final edition in 1559, less than five years before his death. In the course of a career, enduring for less than 30 years, John Calvin helped to spark a remarkable transformation of the city of Geneva, making it a beacon light of freedom, virtue, and faithfulness that shaped the world in ways that millions who may never have even heard the name of Calvin enjoy to this day. And that is both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net.